Hey there, my name is Chris Wallace, and I am the lead pastor at Hope City Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. We exist to lead people to enjoy Jesus and multiply disciples in real life. We are so glad you're checking out our podcast today. We hope this message inspires you, challenges you, and most importantly, draws you closer to Jesus in a real way. For more information about Hope City, you can check out our website at hopecitybismarck.com. Hey, good morning. What's up, Hope City Church? Welcome to 2022. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. I am so excited about the possibilities and the plans that God has for this year for you and your family, for our church, for our city. So excited. I love this time of year, uh, this new year. Uh, it's this this time of year where we, we kind of start thinking about so many different areas of our lives and uh, we make plans. Some of those work out, some of those don't work out, but it's a great time of, of reflection and, and planning. And, and this is a time of year where we want to ask this question, what are you aiming at with your life? You know, if we just wake up in the morning and just go, we don't have a plan. We don't really know what we're aiming at. I mean, we just kind of wander through life from moment to moment. Who knows what's going to happen? But what would it look like this year if we aimed our lives? What if we aimed our families, aimed our jobs, aimed our church? What if we had a focus, a laser focus on what we're here for, what God has called us to do, of who we want to be this year? And we aimed our lives at that. And that's what a new year is all about. It's a time when we can uh, can kick off in a brand new way. And I just, I love this time uh, of year. This morning, I want to spend a few moments thinking about a really powerful couple verses in the book of Ephesians. In chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, I love these verses. These may be some familiar verses to you. I know there's some some favorites for for me in my life. And in Ephesians chapter 3, right before we get to these incredible verses, uh, we're in this prayer that the Apostle Paul has been praying for the Ephesian churches. And as he's praying for them, he's praying for all kinds of incredible things. It's like this Mount Everest of prayer requests. Here's a few things. He's praying for them to be strengthened with power through the Spirit so that Christ would make his home in their hearts. He's praying for strength for them to comprehend the depth and the width and the breadth and the height of God's love for them, uh, that it would become this concrete reality to them that they would be consumed with. And then he prays that they would be filled with all the fullness of God, with all the fullness of God. Just take that in. This is an incredibly huge prayer request from the Apostle Paul. And ultimately, it's that the gospel would not just be uh, this idea that they understand, but that it would be an all-consuming, life-transforming, life-saturating reality in their lives. Is it really possible for God to work in our lives like that? Is it really possible for that kind of change to happen? Is it really possible that we can know and experience and and live in the love and the power and the presence of God like that? Well, here's what the Apostle Paul says. Let's read these verses together. Verse 20 and 21. Now to him who is able 
to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. God, I pray in this moment that you would give us eyes to see, ears to listen, understanding. God, that you would open our hearts to receive what you have to say in these verses. God, that you would stretch us, that you would expand our vision of who you are and what it means to be alive on planet Earth. God, I pray that that from these couple verses, you would put seeds in us that would change this entire year, the trajectory of this year, to be lived for your glory and your kingdom and your purposes above all all things. God, we give you this time in the name of your mighty, awesome, risen, victorious Son, Jesus. Amen. So as we get into these verses, I want to just point out a couple things. We're not going to spend too long here as much as I love these verses, but uh, here in verse 20, Paul begins, now to him. So after he's just come through this incredible prayer, he's gone through thing after thing, and it's just like, this is so massive, Paul. Are you, can you even ask God for things like this? Paul says, now to him who is able. God is able. That word uh, is dunamai. It means that God actually has the power. He actually has the ability. He actually has the skills to pull this off. Like when you have a problem at your house, you may be one of those people who tries to fix it yourself. Uh, depending on the problem, there are certain things I just can't do and, and I don't have the skills to do them. I'm going to call in the person who does and they'll be able to come in with their skills and expertise and ability and knock it out like it was nothing. That's what Paul says about God here. He's the one, no matter what it is, no matter how big it is, he's the one that you call in and he has the power. He has the skills. He has the ability to do whatever it is. God is able. And then Paul says he is able to do, to bring it into reality. He's able to do far more abundantly. I love that. It's really hard to translate that into English. But basically, Paul says God is able to do infinitely beyond infinitely beyond, far more abundantly. Like it's so incredibly over the top what God can do um, with what we're asking. And here's how far Paul takes it. God can do infinitely beyond all that we can ask. Not all that we do ask, all that we can ask. But you know, sometimes even the things that we voice, there's there's even behind that, there's these dreams, these, these things we imagine. And Paul says, even those things, like your wildest imagination, he says, God is able to do infinitely beyond all of it. That is absolutely incredible. And then if you can just imagine this, Paul brings it into reality. He says, this is not just a God who's far out there, but look at this next. He says, according to the power, there it is again, that that God is able, according to that ability at work within us. 
that this God who is able, this God who has the skills and the ability that are infinitely beyond our imagination, Paul says he is at work in us. According to the power that's already at work in us, how is this possible? Because if you read the first three chapters of Ephesians, Paul lays it out that because Jesus Christ came and he lived in our place, he lived the perfect life and he died for our sins and he rose again victorious. And when he rose again from the grave, he proved God has the power to defeat death, sin, and evil and to bring in his kingdom and to do incredibly awesome things that are going to last for all eternity. He is the God who is able. He is the God who is at work in your life, in my life, in the lives of all those who believe in the name of Jesus. This God is unstoppable. This God is able. So I want to challenge you. Believe in the God who is able. Put your faith in him this year. Let 2022 be a year that's marked by, I'm going to believe in the God who is able. I'm going to put my faith in the God who never has a slip up, who never has a moment where he doesn't know what to do or doesn't have the power to do it. I'm going to believe in the God who is able. There's this uh, crane I was looking at, not the bird. Christy wanted me to make sure I clarify that. Uh, This machine, uh, it's the biggest crane in the world. It's called the Taichan. And this thing is absolutely incredible. Now, I don't know a lot about cranes, and you might not know a lot about cranes either. And that's okay, because this is easy to figure out no matter who you are. So the Taichan, it can lift 44 million pounds. Did you hear that? This one machine can lift 44 million pounds. Like that is absolutely mind-blowing. And so I started thinking about what are the heavy things in my life? Like I have a car, uh, we have a we have a Suburban that's it's pretty heavy. It's the heaviest vehicle we own. That thing is way beyond able to pick up my Suburban. And so I started thinking about, I guess my house would be the heaviest thing that, that I own, uh, the heaviest thing in my life. And so the average house, like a 1,500 square foot house, weighs about 200,000 pounds. So if you think about this crane could pick up my house, my entire house, like it's nothing. And it has so much ability beyond my house that it's not even funny. 44 million pounds. And so I want you to think about your life right now. And God is not just a crane. He is the infinite one. He is the glorious God. And what are you going to face this year that's too much for your God? What can you come up against that he can't handle? What mountain are you going to face that is too big for him? Where will his power ever not be enough? And the answer is that there's not a moment, there's not a single little second of your lives that will be too much for God. That he is able in your life. He is infinitely able, infinitely above and beyond what you can imagine. That means that he is able to take care of your relationships. He is able to take care of your health. 
He is able to take care of your finances. He is able to take care of your future. But more than that, this is what Paul wants us to know. More than just our circumstances, God is able to change your heart. God is able to break the power of sin in your lives. God is able to give you faith to believe. God is able to open your eyes to see his glory. God is able to give you strength to comprehend the depth and the width and the height and the depth of his love. He's able to saturate your heart and your mind with all his fullness. This year, 2022, right now, God is able to bring heaven to earth in your life. Isn't that absolutely incredible? Beyond our understanding, beyond our thinking. So what do we do with that? We believe in the God who is able. Let's be a church. Let's be individuals. Let's be families who center our lives around the risen Lord Jesus and actually believe he is victorious. He is faithful. He is able. What would your life look like if you really believed that? Let's look at what Paul says next here in verse 21. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So not only do we believe in the God who is able, but as we look back on all he has done, on who he has always been, as we look right now at at who he is and what he's doing, and as we look forward to all that God is going to do, Paul says, we worship the God who is worthy. To him be glory. To him be worship and adoration and praise and glory forever in the church because God has done in us what we could never even imagine. He has taken what was dead and made us alive. He has taken people from every background, from every ethnicity, from every country, uh, from all over the place throughout the generations and put us in this thing called the church We are the blood-bought sons and daughters of the King. Everything is different now, both now and forever. We've received forgiveness of sins. We've received this adoption, this brand new identity in Christ. And for all eternity, we will receive the grace and the love of God poured out on our lives in ways that we can't even imagine. That's what Ephesians chapters 1 and 2 tell us. And Paul says, when you understand the depth of what God has done for you, there is only one response. It's worship. It's you worship the God who is worthy. God, you have done so much, more than we can even understand. I pray that you get the glory you deserve from our lives. God, let that be my reality. Let every breath, let my family, let my relationships, let our church, let my career, God, let my my opportunities that you put ahead of me. Let everything in my life be for your glory. Let it all be to praise your great name because you deserve it. You know, as we think about celebration, 
this time of year, uh, it always reminds me uh, of the Super Bowl uh, because we have just a few weeks and then uh, and then we'll be at that Super Bowl season. And man, there's nothing like seeing your team come to that championship. And, and you watch your team and man, when they, when they pull off that incredible play like so often happens, you can't help but just jump up into it and celebrate. That was incredible. And that's what Paul's calling us to do is he's calling us to see what God has done and to celebrate, to jump up in it and say, oh my goodness, I can't believe that and celebrate the God who is worthy. He's calling us to look right now and to see all that God is doing in our lives and in our church and in our city and in our world and to say, oh my goodness, God, you are worthy of glory. And he's calling us to anticipate and to look forward to all that God has yet to do and to say, oh my goodness, Lord, you are worthy and to jump into that and celebrate what God is going to do. If we think for a moment about who Paul is writing here to, Uh, in Ephesians. The Ephesians were pagans. They were people that uh, worshipped a lot of different gods, and uh, particularly in in Ephesians, there was the temple of Artemis, which was one of the seven wonders of the world, Uh, and this city was filled uh, with pagan idolatry. I mean, there was was dark witchcraft and um, all kinds of like immoral practices in the temple. People participated in a lot of wild living and they called it worship. And then they met Jesus. They heard the gospel. Paul came preaching and as the gospel infiltrated their lives, it turned that city upside down and they went from worshiping idols to worshiping the living God. They went from living in darkness to living in light. They went from ignorance to knowing God in a real relationship. They went from being characterized by sin to being identified with righteousness. And they saw the power of the gospel change their entire lives and their entire eternity. And it rocked that city in a powerful, powerful way. And as we, as we think about this, as we think about all that Paul has seen, all that these people have seen, all that we have seen in our lives, we have only scratched the surface of what God is doing in our world and what he is going to do in his coming kingdom. I mean, really, we have only scratched the surface. We only know the faintest whisper of who God is and what he has done, is doing, and will do. There's so much more, and that should lead our hearts to be in awe of Him, to live for His glory, to pursue Him with your heart, that He is glorious and worthy of praise. And so this year, 2022, let it be a year that's marked by worship, that's marked by a praise and a glory for God, for God above all things. I pray that this year, you would see and respond to Jesus Christ like never before. I want to leave you guys with just a few practical challenges. One, I want to challenge you to be in the Word this year. I want to challenge you to not just let your Bible sit on the shelf and collect dust, not just let it be a when I have time for it kind of thing. Make reading Scripture a priority Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. One of the primary ways you will grow and you will experience God is through the Bible. I just want to challenge you to commit 
to regularly reading Scripture. We have a new resource that, that we're going to be able to provide here in the next few days. It's called the Community Bible Reading Journal or the CBR Journal. And it's a great tool that you can join up with a friend or your community group or a DNA group uh, and, and commit to read the Bible together. Uh, and as you're, as you're working your way through Scripture and spending time in it, this journal helps you really dig in and get the most out of that time with the Lord. It's a great resource, but don't don't make excuses. Let this be the year that's marked. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe in the God who is able and worship Him, and I'm going to spend time with Him in His Word. I want to also challenge you to draw near in prayer daily. Don't let prayer be an option. Let it be your number one priority in everything. Pray often. You know, 1 Thessalonians tells us to pray without ceasing, to always be in that dependent state of mind where we're, we're in communion with the Lord. Let that be your goal for this year, to live in intimacy with God and to be a person of prayer. I believe with all my heart and scripture agrees that prayer changes everything. It draws us closer to God. It, it, it makes His heart our heart. It transforms us, and it really does impact the world around us. So be a person who prays daily. And then one other challenge. I want to challenge you to orient your life around God's mission. Everything in your life has been given to you for a purpose. You're not just some person floating around. God has saved you, and He's called you to Himself for a purpose, and that purpose is that you would live on for His mission in this world, expanding His kingdom, telling people about the gospel, shining His light, loving and serving and making disciples. Don't waste the precious moments that God has given you. I don't know how many years you have. I don't know how many years I have. I know 2022 is a brand new year. Today is a brand new day. Let's be a people who commit to live on purpose for what matters, the name and the fame of Jesus Christ. Our God is the God who is able, the God who is worthy. May we be the church who believes that and lives that out in real life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for the challenge. I thank you for the call on our lives to know you, to believe in Christ, and to, God, to live boldly in relationship with you on mission in this world. I pray that 2022 would be a year where you do incredible things in us and through us for the glory of your great name. Father, I thank you for this time. Uh, Lord, thank you for technology that allows us to connect and uh, be together even though we are scattered this morning. And God, we just pray you would do a mighty work like only you can do. And God, I believe you are the God who is able. So let it happen. Lord, we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.